Here we are. Here we are. Welcome to episode 124 of Beyond the Wait with Henny and Sandy. Coming to you live today from yes. Midtown Toronto. Yes. But a special hidden location. <laughs> Only I'm in the hidden location. Because we are both at Henny's place again, and yeah. we had bad sound quality. Such terrible worse, sound quality. Worse sound quality than normal. Yes. <laughs> when we were sitting close to each other. Henny is now sitting on the throne. <laughs> yes, I am. Because I live in an open concept, like, uh, converted condo. And so I have super high ceilings and none of the walls go all the way up to the ceiling except for the bathrooms. And so the only place that I have a full wall up to the ceiling and a, and a like door that can close. So I'm completely enclosed in the bathroom. And so this is what I'm willing to do for you, our listeners. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, Next. fingers crossed that our sound is decent, and I think it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, there we go. I, I'm just to make sure because I can hear a little bit of feedback, I'm just going to close the bedroom door. Oh, beautiful. Because you've got a large. Um, uh, gap, not not in a bad way. And, um, <laughs> where are you going here? Because all I can think about is my teeth. <laughs> not. And I almost said, and I'm not talking about your teeth. I'm talking about underneath the between the door of your bathroom door and the floor. Oh, okay. I love your diastema. Why? Oh, thank you. I do. I actually do really like it a lot. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. No, <laughs> in, the, in the list, if I had a diastema, the list of things I got to worry about, that's in the, that's that like is in the not, of that is not one of the things to be concerned about. No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, honey. So here's, you know, I, I've, I've got a couple of little like tidbitty things. Okay. So I love it. Throw them so at me. Of, so, so the word karaoke, do you know what, what it actually means? No. Empty orchestra. Huh. So how did we get, how did we get, like, why do we use the word karaoke then to mean, like, singing? What, there's, but it's just, the song. but it, but it's just music. It's, it's almost like it's the exact opposite because all it is when you go to karaoke is there are no words to the songs, but the mm-hmm. song is there and you are providing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Jingle Bells. Jingle Uh Bells was written in 1857 for which non-Christmas holiday? Oh, Jingle Bells was written for a holiday that was not Christmas. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good job. I mean, it had to be something wintry because it's dashing through the snow. Yeah, well, but there you go. Thanksgiving. I love it. Okay. Um, The top 40 hit list. Mm -hmm. So that was, there was a a DJ in the U.S. that 
you know, sort of coined that term. Yeah. Was it Casey Kasem? I'm, well, that I don't know. Okay. That wasn't that wasn't the question. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Get ahead of yourself there. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but why was the number 40 chosen? Oh. Mm. I have no idea because it does feel like a weird number to choose. Like you would choose 10, 25, or 50. But why 40? Because that was the number of songs that were on the the jukebox at that time. The maximum number of songs. So you could only fit that num. You yeah. could only fit that many songs. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, that's clever. That's very clever. I mean, it's not. It's not really clever, actually. It's practical and necessary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no cleverness required. Actually. No. Exactly. <laughs> how, many, how many songs that fit? Forty. Guess it's a top forty. <laughs> <laughs> I like and it. I, there's another one, and I really wanted to text you as soon as this happened, but I but I was waiting. So, okay. <sighs> the last time I think it must have been the day before we were leaving. Phil and I came in from a run, and we were I don't even remember now what we were talking about, and he used the expression to describe whatever it was like nine o. I'm like, like something was like nine o. Yes. Do you not? Have you never heard that expression? No. And yeah, you know me. I know a lot of old-fashioned expressions. Henry. Okay. Tell me. Tell me what was it that he was describing? Like what I can't was like nine o? Well, well, oh, it was, you can't even remember. No, but I. But like that is. It's got to be the '80s. An '80s term. It was like, like ninety, nine o. I don't even know. Did you see how fast they were going? Like nine zero. Like, okay, people who are listening, please, someone help me. The expression, I'm really like, confused. You would, you would like, like ninety. What does I'm, it mean, Henny? I can't believe. Okay, like, like ninety expression saying. Now I'm having a hard time. Oh, as it, it's referring to anything going fast. Oh, I need this. Here's a, I need to take a piss like 90. <laughs> okay. It's the not, oh, it's the 90s slang version of psych. That's what it says. But that's like but that means something different altogether. It, it, but it is about, about fast. speed. It's about yeah. speed. Yeah. You've never so is it that. about needing to do something quickly yes. or is it about needing to have it done right away? It could be either. Like, it's like, yeah. So, yeah. But usually it's about you needing to do something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you you never heard that? No. What? I mean, maybe I have heard it and just didn't know what it meant. So just like moved on with my life. But no, I've never heard that. Yeah. Like 90 in the Urban Dictionary. Huh. Yeah. I... Is that an expression that you would say that you would have used? For sure. For sure I would have. Oh. And it says, as in 90 miles per hour. Right. For anything that is going fast. Okay. Like 90. Like, or 90. like 90. Yeah. But, he's, but he actually like didn't even say 90. He's like, like 90. And I was like, right. what did you just say? <laughs> and then I started giggling. Interesting. No, nope, never heard it. 
that shocks me that you haven't heard that. It also shocks me because typically I've heard oh, these things. Exactly, because you like, you know, watch all that kind of like. Oh my God. <laughs> I also forgot to tell you, do you know what I was watching this week when, when Nevaeh and Riley were with us? Oh no, what were you watching? One was Fuller House. Uh-huh. Could have, could have lived my whole life without that. Okay, that's what I've heard. I think I've seen like, I think I saw like a piece of an episode and I was really disappointed because I wanted to like it so badly because I loved Full House when I was growing up. But whatever the like 10 minute segment of Fuller House was that I saw, I was like, "Mm, I don't think this is it. Honestly, the quality of the acting is exactly the way it was. Right. The original. Now. I, the only thing, John Stamos, he is still a good-looking man. Like he, okay. like he does not look any older. Right, right. But oh, is yeah. John's is Uncle Jesse enough to watch the show? No, no, no I could no, no, not Too at bad. all. Too bad. No, he's not. I follow him on Instagram, so I don't need to watch. <laughs> That's <her>. enough. <laughs> okay. The other thing we were watching was. The floor is lava, <laughs> which is 100% completely ridiculous, and yet is so entertaining. Too scripted. Fair. Like, it is really scripted. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Very, very scripted, very cheesy. However, I love when people, like, when they, when they take, like, a face plant, when they decide they're going to jump, like, seven feet. Okay. And then they keep playing it back from all different cameras. <laughs> and, they, and they do it in slow-mo, and you see their, like, body, like, rocking, and then, like, the cheek hits, and then the chin, and then, and then, and then you see their, like, lip, like, flapping in the breeze. Yeah. All of that. I like I it. Saw, I saw, <laughs> the first one was, like, the mother, and she did a whole, like, face pit, like, boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> what is that called? Um, happiness at the expense of others. Shout in Freud. <laughs> it was Awesome. 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 I haven't seen, I haven't watched The Floor is Love in a very, very long time. Phil's like, how do you know about this? I go, because Henny was watching it with James. That's why. Yeah, because I needed to like watch something that would not give him nightmares. (laughs) And so that's what it was. That is the opposite of nightmares. (laughs) Correct. 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 Because I think I had like, Oh, I think I had Unsolved Mysteries on. Oh. And okay. that was definitely going to give him nightmares. So we had to switch to something light and fluffy. <laughs> light and fluffy. Speaking of, speaking of James and uh and I just made me it just made me think of it cuz you were talking about Jingle Bells the other day. He's like he's always humming a tune. He's always and he's, you know, a terrible singer but he often will be like singing along to whatever he's listening to or is just like he humming a tune or like you know humming some sort of a beat the other day he's like humming away what's he humming deck the halls and I'm like <laughs> i'm like james it's it's the wrong season for that he's like i know but it's in my head i was like okay but don't you hate that because then see if that was me then that would be in my head uh yeah correct and then I wouldn't be able to get rid of it. That is the issue. Yes. Yeah. 
It mm-hmm. is an earworm. It is an earworm. <laughs> it is an earworm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. So here I you know, we've we've this is something that I remember talking about mm-hmm. a few years ago. Right. And I recently a couple of things have happened and I was like, you know what? I need we need to to just to uh, remind all ourselves and everyone about oh, this. Okay. So I I told you about the situation at at the airport when you know I, we were checking in and then some guy. So we were checking in and I was standing back and Phil was up at the counter and then the person at the the next counter like the actual um, employee walked around to get the gentleman behind me but then he realized that I was standing there and he thought and he said to the to the gentleman he was helping like are you two together and the guy turned around and he goes no but I wish we were (laughs) (laughs) and so I started to laugh right yeah so So it's funny because there's a couple things but it also makes you feel good of course right but I do know, and as it happened, I thought, you know what, though, there are some people that don't like that kind of attention. Like that would make, like, I'm not one of those people. I just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Is it appropriate for some strange man to say something like that? Absolutely not. But that, that doesn't, that doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. same thing. Then we went, then we went into, um, into like we checked through, we got through, blah, blah, blah. Phil's in the washroom. I'm standing outside and some guy comes up to me and says, excuse me, are you Jamie Lee Curtis? And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then he's like, are you just saying that? And I'm like, no, like, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Like, did you actually, like, you're up close to me now. Can you see this? Right. But the whole reason I'm saying this is because it makes you, it, it makes me feel good when people come up and just make a comment about anything. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we're at Center Island, and I can see Phil and I are waiting with a, like sitting on the grass. The girls are waiting in line for a bride, and I see these two women like full on staring. Now I have my sunglasses on. I'm sitting on the grass, and I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking. First, I'm like, are they looking at me? And then I'm like, kind of looking around, <laughs> but there's no one behind me, and I'm like. Like, so I'm just kind of glaring at them. They're glaring at me. And then I see the woman get her phone. And so one of them has a phone and she's like, got the phone, but then she's got her glasses down like this and she's doing this. Right. And I'm like, okay, you know, like she's got her sunglasses down so she can see her phone. And she's kind of like sneaky pick. It's a sneaky pick total thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So she's like looking at her phone, looking at you. Like a sneaky pick thing. Taking a little picture. Yeah. So then I'm like. I didn't think, like, I didn't think anything of it. And then she, you know, the girls went on, we got off, whatever. I don't know, half hour later, we're wa- Phil and I are walking around somewhere and one of them comes up and she's like, my sister and I were just so staring at you. Do you know you look just like Jamie the Curtis? Like, we actually took a photo of you. <laughs> I think they took the photo then to look up Jamie Lee Curtis. To, like, do a little com- side by side. <laughs> Sandy. That's <laughs> pretty amazing. Actually. So funny. But it the but these and the reason I'm sharing all this is because have you ever walked by someone, been somewhere, and you thought that person, like, that's a really nice outfit they have on. Mm-hmm. I really like their hair, you know, something, anything like that. Just 
felt like saying, you know, good morning because somebody was exceptionally friendly, but then mm-hmm. you didn't. You didn't mm-hmm. do it. You thought about it, but then you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why are we not doing that? Because mm-hmm. a very simple gesture like mm-hmm. that can actually make someone who, like for me, I, and then someone else somewhere said, I really look at your haircut's great. And that morning I was like, oh my God, my hair needs to be cut. It looks terrible, whatever. And then to somebody else, they thought it looked great. And I'm yeah. like, and what would we normally do? Be like, oh, but it needs a haircut. It's like super long. I didn't because, you know, I, it wasn't necessary and it's, who cares? But, yeah. but it's those small things. And I think especially during the last 18 months, people are wearing masks. People are trying to stay their distance. Mm-hmm. So it really has kind of cut us off from a lot of those like random interactions. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, I mean, I, th- let's, I thought we would just like, you know, have a little discussion about it mm-hmm. because it makes you feel good to have acknowledged somebody, but it also, you don't know what kind of a day somebody's having. And that could be the thing, that one little thing that just kind of perks somebody up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's actually a lot of research out there about um, not necessarily like paying a compliment or saying something positive to someone else, but just having small social interactions with strangers and how that can impact your happiness and the person you're talking to, their happiness as well. And and the research that was done, they asked people like how they thought those interactions would impact them. And then they tested how it actually did impact them. Mm. And the majority of people thought that people in general would be happier if they were just left alone or if you didn't say anything to anyone or, you know, whatever, where, whereas the majority of people's happiness was like increased significantly when a random person spoke to them, whether it's like, um, you know, a person that you, uh, like a cashier at a supermarket or a yeah. person that you sit next to on an airplane or like a person that you're just walking by and passing. Like, like we all, particularly I'm going to say in North America, we tend to have this belief that I don't want anyone to talk to me. They don't want anyone to talk to them. Yeah. And we just go about our business. But even if we think that we don't want people to talk to us, chances are, our level of overall happiness would be increased when is increased when people do talk to us. Yeah. So, so it's a, it's a, it's a fallacy for us to believe that we don't actually want those interactions because we actually do. Yeah. Yeah. I th- and I think if I think about, you know, the types of situations that, that, you know, myself and we all can come, you know, go in into on a regular basis, it would be things like um, clerks in in stores, like uh, cashiers, Mm -hmm. um, drive-throughs, like grabbing a coffee. And, and for, I think that what happens is we're so like, we just want to get in, get out, you know, Mm -hmm. and don't think about like the number of people that, you know, one person may be working an eight hour shift, how many interactions that they have where people don't really see them as a person Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know for the last I don't know if it's for the last year or maybe even a little bit longer than that I've made a real yeah it's longer than that because I think I started this 
pre-pandemic, so maybe for the last two years, I've, I've made a very conscious decision to be sure that when people ask me how I am, mm. that I both answer and ask them back. And so, right. because often, and I'm thinking particularly of cashiers, like a drive-through cashier or a cashier at, you know, at a Tim Hortons or, or you know, even at a grocery store or whatever, you know, often part of their like spiel to you yeah. is to ask you how you are. And so, but, but what I find is that when I say like, oh, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? They're like taken aback. Like if you turn the question back at someone, like at a kid who's working at McDonald's, yeah. it's almost like they don't know what to, they don't know what to do with that. They're like, yeah. And so recently, like within the last month, I've had several interactions where um, where people have like sort of paused for a minute and have been like, oh, actually, actually, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. Like, you know, what can I get you? Or like or like one person was like, oh. I'm really tired. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, ho I hope you're almost done. And he was like, yeah, I have like an hour and a half. And I was like, okay, well, you know, almost there, you know, like, yeah. but I did have one um, experience recently where um, they said like, how, you know, um, you know, hi, how are you? And I said, oh, I'm fine. Thanks. How are you? And they were like, um, uh, uh, what, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> And it was like it was like asking the customer, like asking the customer how they were doing was like synonymous for what yeah. did they want to order, you know? Yeah. But like how many times do you think that person has said, you know, welcome, welcome to McDonald's. I hope you're having a great day. How are you? Blah, blah whatever. And the person just like right away went into the order, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so funny. So I, I do like I do think it's it's important that we listen to what people are saying and and that like and how how much time and effort does it take me to say how are you doing exactly. very little very, very little. little yeah and yeah. yet for most people it's like it's quite a nice thing like it's quite a nice interaction to have yeah yeah, I, I've um, one thing I always do if I'm in a cab is as when I'm getting out of the cab is like, you know, to have tell them to have, have a safe day or a safe evening if it's an evening or whatever, you know, just it's just a little thing that you acknowledge that that, you know, they're out on the road and like mm -hmm. there's not even just driving on the road, just they have people like strangers coming into their vehicle mm -hmm. and, you know, think it, it's it's kind of amazing that we don't hear more tragic you know and things maybe they do happen and they just don't make the news i'm sure that mm. they do I, but it isn't something that i would be comfortable with doing myself you know but yeah. having yeah. strangers come in get into the car and yeah. and, and such so yeah. but 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 yeah i think i think we just all need a a little reminder as to people want to be seen acknowledged mm. um you know it's like i for me Maybe it's for me, I notice it more and and enjoy doing it more because, I mean, there's nothing now more enjoyable for me than to know that how I can understand everything everybody is saying to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and that I can actually converse with people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so like going through a drive through and grabbing a coffee and being like, you know, thanks very much. You know, I hope you have a great day or, you know, enjoy the rest of your shift or mm-hmm. something like that, you know, and it just makes you feel kind of like good. To, yeah. to, to say that does, uh, and not yeah. everybody acknowledges you some people don't acknowledge you at all and you're just like okay you know that's about them you said it like you know it was the it was it was there just in the land <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and then on deaf ears that's where it landed <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure oh dear anyways but I but I think that's important I think it's important to um to yeah to have those little interactions and and like you said going back to you know the original comment about paying a compliment to someone about their hair their outfit their glasses their you know whatever you know like I think we often see those things and don't say anything because we don't want to you know we don't want to come off as weird or, you know, like whatever it is, whatever the reason is we don't, but, but I think, you know, so for me, we need to spend more time doing that. A hundred percent. Or like I've actually had, you know, the a woman standing in front of me in a Starbucks and the price tag is still on and it's hanging out of her shirt. Mm. If that was me, I would a hundred percent want somebody to just like, you know, kind of come up and be like hey like you know do you know like your price tag is hanging out like or toilet paper's hanging off the bottom of your shoe mm-hmm. or I once saw someone that had the back of their dress tucked into their nylons coming mm-hmm. out of the bathroom mm-hmm. uh hi yes yeah, I, I would 100% <laughs> appreciate someone telling me that <laughs> yep yep <laughs> Because that is awkward. Kind of a big one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. But the one place I don't, I never talk to people on airplanes. Do you you actually sit down? That would surprise me if you did. Because you mentioned that. And like, yeah. Yeah. No. So I mentioned talking to people on airplanes because that was part of, like, that was one of the things that they mentioned as part of the study. But um, no. You okay. know why? You know why, Sandy? Because well, I, I, I don't, I don't, I know, I know why, Henny, but I don't know why the reason that you're going to tell the listeners why. Those, Tim, Tim will know better than me why. <laughs> so it's because when you're on a plane, if you talk to them, then you're stuck with them. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like, but you know, research would show that my thinking is wrong. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But what, what I think is like when I'm at the grocery store and I make like, and I say, hello, how are you to the cashier Mm -hmm. in like two minutes, I'm going to have all my groceries in a bag and I'm going to be walking on my way. When you get on a plane, then for the next two and a half hours or the next six and a half hours or the next, however many hours that you're on this plane, that person is there beside you. Now, yeah, yeah, it's tricky because there is something, there is something about, I think that is, would be ideal about making some sort of a connection, like just to say hello, just to sort of see, like, I don't know, like to say something about like, 
know, if you're on the inside that you're going to have to like scooch around them to go use the bathroom or something like, like it's nice to sort of have laid the groundwork for a situation like that. But what I don't want is for you to be talking my ear off for the next four hours because I just want to put my little headphones in. I want to either listen to my audio book or I want to watch a movie or I want to have a little nap. Don't talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, it's because the seats are so close together and that I need like people look at each other and it's too close. I don't like that. So you don't like of it. (laughs) So you don't like to look at someone and talk to them when you're sitting really close. Yeah, it's too close. I mean, it's not like someone I'm intimate with. If I'm intimate with them, obviously. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know what's better? So they have, now we have masks on because the other thing is that sometimes people's oral health is not the same as my level of what's acceptable <laughs> oral health. And so that's, that can be awkward and uncomfortable. All right, what do you got for me? Okay, so I have a new podcast for you. Okay. And the podcast, actually, I think I might have mentioned it once before, and I know I've mentioned it just to you, Sandy, but the podcast is called No Stupid Questions. Mm-hmm. And um, Tim was the one who was telling me about the podcast and he was like, you have to specifically listen to this episode. Like if you're not going to listen to the podcast, it's fine, but you have to listen to episode 63. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go do it. Well, I have since listened to like 10 episodes because it's quite fun and fascinating. And so (laughs) the podcast is no stupid questions. And there are two uh, co-hosts and the episodes are like 35 minutes so they're they're quite like quick and each podcast episode is these two co-hosts talking about two different topics so there'll be two different questions or two different things that have happened and then and then they they just sort of discuss whatever the topic or the question is using research that they know research that they've looked up and their own personal experiences and they sort of come up with an answer to whatever the question might be and so Episode 63, which is the one that I wanted to talk to you about, one of the co-hosts must have been away because they had a guest co-host. And so the guest co-host was doc- Dr. Lori Santos, who is the, oh, yeah. the happiness. She's yep. the, the instructor of the happiness course through Yale University. And so she and the other uh, co-host, Angela Duckworth, who is... Um, a professor, but also a writer. She wrote the book about grit. Mm -hmm. The two of them are talking about happiness. And so there were a few things that they mentioned that were like similar to things that I'd heard, but not exactly, or they talked about it in a different, um, in a different way that I was like, Ooh, that's interesting. I have to write that down. So there are a few things that I wanted to, three things in particular that I wanted to go through with you. So one of them is that the happiness that we feel is always in relation to our baseline. And so the example that they were talking about was if you won a million dollars or if you won two million dollars, the level of happiness that you would experience in those two instances is about the same because you're going from wherever you are to winning a whole bunch of money. But if you won a million dollars today and then a year from now you won a million dollars again, 
you would have the same increase of happiness both times. So it would be like a double dose of happiness. Whereas if you just won $2 million today, even though it's the same amount of money, you wouldn't experience that, that double boost. Yeah. Which like numbers wise doesn't make sense, but logically like common sense wise makes a whole total lot of sense. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that idea is connected to the second thing, which is interesting that, and she called it the hedonic treadmill. And so it's this idea that when you get, so you can have a burst of happiness because of something, because something awesome has happened and you, and then you feel really great. But then if that awesome thing continues, then it's not so awesome anymore because you get used to it. Right. And so she said that, so that's why they call it a hedonic treadmill, because it's this idea that you're constantly looking for something that is more or something that is better, because once you have something, it's great, but then you get used to it. So then you need something more, and then that's great, but then you get used to it. And so then you need something more, et cetera, et cetera. And so that had me really thinking about, I don't know if maybe like this is some of the difference between weight loss yes, and, weight and maintenance. maintenance. I just because ding ding right because yeah. when you are losing weight, it's like every time you see that loss, you're like, yes, this is so great, and then you see another loss, and it's like, yes, this is so great. Like, but then once you get to maintenance, which is the ideal, that's where yes. you want to be. But you're no like, but you're no longer like getting to see or even looking to see that the number is going down and down anymore like the goal is now to stay and so now you're getting really used to that and so then the question is so how like the connection for me was like okay so that's why I think when you're on maintenance and when you're at a weight that feels comfortable for you and this is where you want to stay you really have to look to other things to keep you excited and engaged and happy like to Mm -hmm. keep to keep you looking for whatever is more and whatever is better yeah because the the weight is no longer that thing yeah Mm -hmm. it was like as they were talking i was like oh 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 and like you know it's not that mind-boggling really but at the same time like it's just it's just another it's just another explanation of why maintenance is such a funny place to be yeah no it, it is and unfortunately what happens is that the initial transition from loss to maintenance mm-hmm the first little bit is fine because you you are still you still do get that joy to know that you are maintaining the loss correct correct because it's still new it's still exciting and and that and the goal is now moved from getting to that uh you know that that feeling or the number or whatever measurement whatever it is and then being able to maintain that for a you know, and achieve the same, and like, oh, in the next week, it's still the same. Oh, it's the next thing, it's still the same. So I'm happy about that. But then we get to a point where it's like, okay, well, 
this is obviously what like I, I when you continue to repeat the same thing it's just like you said you stop being excited about it mm -hmm. because now it's the norm it's nothing new mm -hmm. and then you do have to look for something else but what happens after you have that for an extended period of time is that that isn't even something that is so concerning because you see those like the fluctuation between mm -hmm. that weight, right? That mm -hmm. doesn't get you so freaked out that, oh, well, this is my number. So let's just throw a number out. Let's just say the number is 150. Right. And then, you know, one week it's like 148.8 and you're not so happy. It's like 0.2. It was like the difference between you went and took a little tinkle or you didn't. <laughs> and re yeah. like, really? Yeah. But you're super happy about it. But the next week it says 150.2. Mm -hmm. And you feel like the wheels are falling off the bus. Mm -hmm. What did I do? What was that one food? And it it also is the difference between one tinkle or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, yeah. but it. But it doesn't, but that does exactly the opposite thing. You know, it's like, you're not happy at all about that. Yeah. It's, it is a very, that's, it's, I actually, as you were explaining and, and saying, you know, the difference between the loss and the maintenance, I was like, that is exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like, you're no longer getting that hit. Yeah. It's the little hit that you're not getting. Yeah. But what is, but, and then I think what happens is that people people including myself at different points it's like well then why why am i continuing to do this because i'm not getting rewarded for it mm -hmm. like there's no reward for me mm -hmm. but the yeah. reward is that you've learned everything that you've accumulated and learned along the way to be able to continue that and so mm -hmm. every week when you see the same that mm -hmm. is your reward but yeah, but it, but doesn't, it doesn't feel like feel that way. <laughs> yeah. That is the yeah. reward. Yeah. Yeah. So then I think, I think that's why it's so important. I mean, when you're losing weight, I think this is important too, but especially when you're trying to maintain a weight loss, like it's so important to have those other things that are going to be like the new and the exciting and the yeah. fun and that, you know, like whether it's, um, some sort of activity that you're doing, whether it's, you know, some sort of like, I don't know, like trying new foods or, you know, whether it's, um, you know, changing other things like, you know, like experimenting with different hairstyles or like whatever. Yeah. Like, I think, I think there's something to, you know, finding other things that are, going to give you that little hit like you said you know yeah yeah so I thought that was really cool and then I, I and see. then the the third thing that they were mm -hmm. talking about that was very interesting is they were talking about okay so what are some strategies then that we can use to like 
just feel better, like to be happier, to be more content in life, whatever. And so one of the girls, like one of the girls, like they're, you know, like they're, <laughs> like they're my kids. Uh, so one, <laughs> one of the co-hosts, <laughs> um, you know, much more intelligent and professional people than myself. Um, she said, you know, that one of the strategies is the three good things strategy. Mm. And so I was like, oh, I know all about the three good things strategy. We talk about that at WW. It's, you know, it's very popular in positive psychology. We know all about it, like this idea of either waking up every morning and identifying three good things or going to, before you go to bed at night, identifying three good things from the day and that those three good things can be super, super small or they can be bigger or, you know, just to really train ourselves to focus on the positive rather than the negative. Mm-hmm. So that's the one strategy. So then the other co-host said, well, there's actually another strategy that you can use that is also really helpful and has been like scientifically proven to be useful as well. And it's the opposite. It's a three bad things. What? I was like, three bad things? And so, so the theory with the three bad things is to get you to think about three different things that could have happened that didn't. And so by doing that, you're you're looking at, you know, even things that you don't necessarily classify as being good, they're better than an alternative. And so like like one of the examples I think was, you know, like being stuck in traffic. Yeah, You know, and like, there's no, and so she was like, there's nothing good about being stuck in traffic. Like I'm miserable. I am wasting my time. This is annoying. I can't do anything, blah, blah, blah. But she said, this is a way, this is a time when I can employ this idea of thinking about, well, what could be, well, I could be in an accident, but Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, like I'm just in traffic. It's not a big deal. And so she said, by, by thinking about what could be that is worse then it helps you realize that you actually have it better than maybe you thought. And so then the two of them like argue over which is a better strategy or whatever, which is, you know, quite like, like entertaining to listen to them, you know, argue back and forth. But um, I just, I wondered what you thought about that. Well, when you first said it, I was like, what are you talking about? And so I thought, well, maybe you're going somewhere like, you know, if it takes you that long to think about three bad things, then like you have nothing to be ah. like unhappy about. Yeah. yeah. Or is it that when you're like, yeah, I, that was my first thought was like, yeah. like yeah. how would I think about three bad things? I, what I would say, so I, I, I've not been successful with consistently doing the three good things. Like, right. Even when I try, it becomes a, it feels like work to me. And I know that many people have said, you know, once you get into the habit of doing it, that you're always doing it, you know, I understand that. And Mm -hmm. at this point and up to this point, that has not been something that has worked. And, you know, two months from now, it could be like, you know, the thing that all of a sudden clicks as things do. So I do try to go back to them and try, but when you were the other thing I thought about with the three ba- with the bad things, is that that is often for me that is what my um, whenever something has happened that I 
um, get, that gets me upset, like either if it's an interaction with a family member, something that has bad, anything that has happened that is upsetting to me, mm-hmm. that is my process. Mm-hmm. Like that's part of my process is yeah. to be like, well, I know this is, but this also could have happened and it didn't. And so when I can work through that, then it makes whatever has happened. I can actually accept it, move forward. Sometimes just accept it and leave it. Accept it, come up with an alternate plan that I'm also happy with or I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. I think about one, like one situation with, so with with my my son and the the mother of my granddaughters mm-hmm. that there were there have been times in the past where we would arrange to do something and then it would get canceled or at the last minute and I would be so devastated and worked up about it that my strategy was always now like you know what this is what we're going to do and if it can't be exactly like that then I've already like thinking like the worst case is that we can't do anything at all. So maybe I have to be okay with being able to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It's, that's not exactly what you're talking about, but it kind of, yeah, it is. It's, I guess instead of being um, reactive to the situation is more proactive, mm-hmm. but still with something that's a negative thing, you know, that's happened. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I guess I kind of like it. And I think that now just like, you know, sort of babbling on about it, thinking that it is something that I have employed, but I've never really thought that that's what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, maybe I, be readily I, available now that I know that 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 is that is a successful strategy that I have used before mm-hmm. and that I use that. Mm hmm. Yeah, I know that that's a strategy that you use because I know like we've had conversations where you you'll talk through it with me that you'll say and then this and then this and then this but it could have been that. And so I know that you do that. Yeah. And uh and so but I also hadn't heard it expressed like like as, as a strategy. Act- as an actual strategy, yeah. you know, like I yeah. I just thought it was, you know, sort of a clever thing that you did to like work your way through things right but uh <laughs> turn turns Please. out you come up with it sorry <laughs> but, uh, but, it's, but it's interesting it's an interesting way to to think about things that are going on in life and, and I like I kind of like like both strategies because I think I think although they sound like opposite strategies, I don't actually think that they are because three good things really like it really makes you recognize like small things in your life that that are significant and positive and it really sort of makes you slow down a little bit and savor the things that that you enjoy. Mhm. Whereas the other strategy where you think about what could have happened that would have been worse, it's it's a reframing strategy, right? And yeah. and recently in WW workshops, we talked about reframing our thoughts, right? And yeah. and it's it's just a way of saying, so this is where I'm at right now, but 
you know, like it, and it feels bad, but yeah. let's figure out how to make it feel a little less bad. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the so whole, I, like the, I, I, I love that. Um, the whole happiness, um, when you first started off talking about, you know, if you want a million dollars or two million dollars, you know, that this, the level of happiness is the same. And so I was like actually thinking about, does that apply to going to Baskin Robbins and having one scoop or two scoops of ice cream? Because I think I'm so. all bullshit on that because I, <laughs> and I know that Steph will agree that two scoops... <laughs> Gives you an extra level of pleasure. But, but I think because when we went for ice cream and you had two scoops and I had one scoop, I think that I had the same boost in happiness with my one scoop as you did with your two. Okay. How would and you ever, imagine, how would measure that? With, like, I mean, how, how could you like, measure my level of happiness and yours? Like, imagine if now you already had your two scoops and I went back today and got another that one. That is that, that, okay. That I, as a hundred percent, I get that. Yeah. I, but you that, know, but you know, I'm not going to do that. No, so of course you're not going to do that. <laughs> I was surprised you had one and in a waffle cone. I was very, it was a proud moment for me. Yeah, I had it. And you enjoyed it all. It was, I, it was so delicious and I tracked it and I felt really good about it. Good for you. Good for you. How many points is that? I don't even know. I didn't track it. Well, I tracked, I think I tracked 19. Okay. Which I think is accurate. It came up, I think the the waffle cone came up as three and the ice cream came up as 16. The waffle cone only came up as three? It did. Hmm. Which felt a little low, but then the 16 felt a little high. So I thought it's probably right. <laughs> and, but you, at, at the bottom line is, is that you track something. Correct. And then, and that's it. Right. And that's, because well, and that's what it was. And, yeah. and I mean, you know, it's not, it's not something that I'm going to have every day. Like, I think that's oh. the, di- like that's, yeah. and I think actually this is like, you know, a, a kind of an interesting topic to be delving into right at the very end of the of of the work, <laughs> of, of the podcast. But um, you know, I think sometimes, especially like now, you know, as people are maybe more inclined to eat out, and you know, yeah. I think a lot of times people get really caught up with, well, I don't know exactly how many points it is. I don't know yeah. exactly how to track this. I don't know exactly what's in it. I mean, unless it's something that you're eating regularly, like, like if you're eating something and you're having it every day or you're having it every other day or you're having it twice a day, like mm-hmm. it's probably pretty important to know how many points it is to know that you're tracking this accurately. Yeah. But if it's something like if you're going out and you're having this, this thing and you might not have it again for the next three weeks or you might not have it again for the next three years, like do your best with it track something and and move on you know yeah. like 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 make your make your best educated guess and yeah. you know go on to your next meal right because it's mm-hmm. not it's not going to i mean it's not the end of the world well the other thing is is that the 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 plan is is um is flexible to a certain point like it 
it, you know, you don't necessarily, it's not an exact science. I think that's what, yeah. it is yeah. not an exact science as in this many and you stay in with this and this will be the result. And, you know, for every yeah. single person, it's not a cookie cutter type yeah. thing. And yeah. so you need to figure out for yourself when too much is too much. Yeah. And you, you know, and you determine that. Like, and if it's something like for me, ice cream in the middle of the winter would not be a thing that it would be, I, I would be looking forward to. Then I would gravitate probably more to, to, I don't know, donuts. So <laughs> donuts in the summer, donuts is an, as a, a 365 day a year treat. <laughs> they really are. They really are. Yeah. But they have to be the best. And I have to tell you that I did share the bougie carrot cake donut that Steph was so kind as to bring me and that was very worth every single every single point it was so it was very good and the, it was a cream in the middle it was I you know okay so yeah yesterday was a lot it was a lot <laughs> it was a lot and that's okay and that's because, okay you know what today wasn't today wasn't that's right <laughs> and I knew that like I actually knew that today yeah. wasn't so I'm good. Well, today's not over yet, but so far today, <laughs> so far today hasn't I'm been good. Too much. <laughs> oh dear. Well, Sandy, what a delight speaking to you from my bathroom. Uh, I am really, really excited about hearing this podcast back and knowing that the sound is quality. Okay. And, and then maybe next week, but next week, you know, I'll be back in Lima and then I can record from my Lou. <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> live, <laughs> live from my Lou in Lima. It's <laughs> alliteration if I ever heard it. <laughs> oh dear. Um, well, I'm really curious actually from our listeners, if anyone else has listened to the podcast, no stupid questions. And if you have, do you have an episode that you would recommend? And if you haven't, are you going to, that might be a fun thing for people to, mm -hmm. to chime in on. And, Oh, you know what else we should ask people maybe if like, what's the best compliment that a random person paid? Yes. 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 That's good. Like that's that. good. That's good. And I also just want to let everyone know, because I know that you've been dying to know that Henny did, uh, you know, finish off the process of her infused oil. Oils. And she made me a beautiful salad, which we will put a photo on with the next podcast. Yes, we will. We release it. Um, and she used that oil. And she also said to, that it really does taste like basil. And she really did like it. Yes, it was really nice. And it was really easy because all you did was put stuff in the jar and then you just left it there until it someone was... shamed you into finishing the process. <laughs> Correct. But it was really easy. And I will do it again. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thank you uh, to everyone who is listening to us. And if you haven't checked us out on Instagram, go ahead and do that. Our handle is Beyond the Weight. HS. So, so find us there. Every week we post something in our stories. Often it's like a question or a poll and, and I always look forward to seeing the responses. So, so yeah. check us out on social and otherwise have a great, have a wonderful week. We hope you're all well and um, yeah. And I'll see you. I'll see you next week, Henny. All right. From, from my, from far, far away. From far, far away. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs>